in his trip to the Mediterranean Sea, John Henry Newman got sick. He was still an Anglican priest on that day, uh, and he had many questions about where his church should go, which route to take. But also he had hints already uh, that were leading him towards Catholicism. And he got sick close to Sicily, and he wrote one of his most beautiful poems, which uh, says like this, Lead kindly light amidst the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene one step enough for me. I was not ever thus, nor prayed that thou shouldst lead me on. I love to choose and see my path, but now lead thou me on. I love the garish day, and spite of fears, pride ruled my will. Remember not past years. So long thy power hath blessed me, sure it still will lead me on. Here we have someone who is seeking for answers. And um, we all, in different measure, but seek answers. We want to know, we search, we want to know how things work. And today we have in the gospel reading for the Epiphany, the wise men, the Magi, coming from Orient. So who are they? They're most likely uh, from Persia or Babylon, Magi who were from what we would call the priestly caste of the time. But it was very common back then to blend together different fields of knowledge that we separate very neatly nowadays. They were philosophers, so they asked deep questions. But at the same time, they were um, very interested in religion, in, in God, in the supernatural. And they liked astronomy as well. So they looked up in the heavens and the stars and so, but it was, there was no conflict for them. It all came together. So they were seekers of the truth. They observed what surrounded them, and they wanted to know what it was like, um, how it worked, etc. cetera. Uh, and that's why they follow the star. They follow the star because they, they know that it signifies um, uh, what they wanted to know. The star is not only that they try to comprehend nature better, what we would call the natural sciences, but they wanted to understand reality in its totality better. Now they found that something that was of the natural realm, such as a star, was pointing towards Jerusalem. That is, nature is pointing beyond nature itself. So nature and natural sciences usually arouse or bring up a lot of questions, but they are unable to answer the deeper questions. And, um, and they knew that there was something behind that. 
that this reality that we live in points to another reality. Other investigations in science is that's all about it is ultimately leading them towards God. It works in a sacramental way for them. It's a sign of the spiritual realm. Einstein said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. And uh, there's another quote from him. A little bit of science might take you away from God, but more of it takes you to him. And we live in a college town, and most of you are college students, and we know this. There are so many questions that are brought to our attention, maybe in class, maybe by a professor, maybe by a peer, and we have the, all these many questions. Like the Magi, they had questions, and they, they investigate, but they moved on. They didn't uh, stay in Babylon or Persia. They moved on to Jerusalem. They were seekers. They needed answers. And so they started not only to uh, guess what was the correct answer, but to ask. So they went up to Jerusalem to consult the ones who, for them, had the right answer. And they come up um, across Aaron and uh, Herod and asked the question. Now, this is something that if we want to be wise, we, do, took, uh, we should take note. Is their humility, their capacity to ask someone uh, who can tell us? We don't have all the answers. Socrates, uh, one of his greatest quotes, it's actually it's from Plato citing Socrates. I know that I know nothing. Well, we know that he knew more than nothing, right? He knew way, way more than that. But he was humble enough to recognize that he didn't have all the answers. So he needed to ask someone else to go outside of himself. And he comes across Herod, who's a tyrant. And this strikes me a lot because Herod, at this time in history, he had already executed three of his sons and one of his wife. Nice guy, huh? Not to mention the innocent ones that he will kill after Jesus' birth, right? But he got the correct answer from the wrong person. So it doesn't matter from where he got the truth, who utters the truth. He, he doesn't mess around with that. He looks at the, they look at the content. They found the truth on the lips of one who is a non-believer, a dictator, and as history reports, a little crazy as well. But really, if we look deeper, he got the answer from someone else. He got the answer from scriptures. He asked the um, priests, and they tell him, yes, there's a prophecy. The, the king, the Messiah, should be born in Bethlehem. And they find the answer to this question. We found signs um, of the king. They refer to as his star. We have seen his star. And this is very um, talkative. This is very um, important because it's the star that's leading them to his scripture, 
now. So they got all these answers. They have half a response in the star, but now they search deeper and they find deeper answers in scripture. Finally, they reach to Jesus. They fall down, prostrate themselves in adoration. So there's three steps here. The first one, they follow the star. They research and search reality, nature. They follow the path of their natural capacity to use their own reason. And that's good, but has a limit. It doesn't answer everything there is to be answered. Next step, they ask the scriptures. They got revelation, supernatural response, what God said about himself, and what they couldn't conclude on their own. That's what Revelation is all about. This is not in opposition, but in continuity with what they, the previous step. And finally, they prostrate. They have faith. We want to know, but that's not the final goal. The final goal is not just to understand, but to possess truth. This is what they did when they held baby Jesus. And as St. Thomas Aquinas would put it, love takes up where knowledge leaves off. And it, it's worth noting that the star disappears. There's no more star. So they reach Jesus, the final answer from God to humanity, and the star disappears. They, know, they don't need it anymore to lead them. They have this advice from God in a dream, just like St. Joseph, which is pretty amazing. And in that point, they are able to hear God's word much better than before. Before, there were, before their trip, they were unable to hear God's word. They search in reality, in nature, but sort of in shadows and misrepresentations, um, in signs. But now they have the reality itself. And so they were able to relate and connect with the Lord on a deeper level. Now they can hear God. Because they have been, all this, throughout all this journey, docile to God. They have taken the next step. They didn't back down. They didn't stop asking questions. They went deeper, but they went to the source of answers. And that's what we can learn from them, not to back down from our questions, the hard questions about life, about God, about our faith, but go deeper, search, and ask the one who can answer. There are many questions that professors at the university, they won't answer. People in the street, they won't answer. You won't get a good answer from your peers. You get a good answer from God himself. Now back to John Henry Newman in the beginning. When he finally became Catholic, after searching for many, many years, he faced many oppositions as well. And he got into a public argument with a certain fellow in England. And finally, he decided to write in his own defense nothing less than a big book 
that is called Apologia Provita Sua. It's in the title is in Latin, but it means he wrote it in English, but it means defense on my own life, basically. So towards the end of that book, and I quote here from his very words, he says the following. He tells this, this history of the development of his religious ideas and why he became Catholic. From the time that I became a Catholic, of course I have no further history of my religious opinions to narrate. In saying this, I do not mean to say that my mind has been idle or that I have given up thinking on theological subjects, but that I have had no variations to record and have had no anxiety of heart whatever. I have been in perfect peace and contentment and never had had one doubt. I was not conscious to myself on my conversion of any change intellectual or moral brought in my mind. I was not conscious of firmer faith in the fundamental truth of revelation or of more self-command. I had not more fervor, but it was like coming into port after a rough sea. And my happiness on that score remains to this day without interruption. So what he says is, when you find Jesus, when you find fundamental truth, it's not that your mind goes idle. You come to the port. You reach the truth. And you're at peace. And that's what happened to the Magi. They answer, they discover, but the final answer was in Jesus and in faith, in adoration and in trust. And so for ourselves, we too need, need to be seekers. And seeking leads to questions. Questions leads to scripture. Scripture leads to Jesus. And as the Lord says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you.